0: This is Sam, this is Paul, and this is Southpaw. Hey, and one more thing. If you love the show and want to support us, go to patreon.com slash southpawpod. So this is fight study for UFC Damian Maya versus Ben Askren. And before the fight, I posted on our Southpaw Facebook group that this fight would look like mud wrestling. And it did. So what do I mean by mud wrestling? I mean, it'll look like two guys fighting, not covered in mud, but neck deep in mud. How did I know this? Because prior to entering the UFC, that's what Askren did. He dragged people into mud fights and he beat his opponents by being the better mud fighter. But against UFC-caliber strikers like Lawler and Masvidal, rather than a mud fight, as far as the striking exchanges, it looked like clean striking versus someone covered in mud, with mud in his gears. But against 41-year-old Damian Maya, the differences in their striking abilities weren't great enough for it to look like that. But against a D-minus striker like Askren, even a C-minus striker like Maya has an advantage. So, of course, Maya will try to keep it on the feet, even though he alluded to wanting to see who the better grappler was. And two slow, mediocre strikers on the feet equals mud wrestling. Now, let me go over the Ben Askren UFC timeline. He fought in March of this year, 2019. He did a full training camp with loss of sparring. Then he got the hell beat out of him by Robbie Lawler. Yes, he won controversially, but that's a lot of head damage. Then in July, he fought again. So more sparring. Then, one of the worst KOs in UFC history, followed by two more unanswered blows on the ground. Thanks to Jorge Masvidal. Now we have more head damage. Now it's October. More sparring than this fight. When did his brain ever get a chance to recover? I don't think it did. So I don't think we're seeing Askren at his best. Nor do I think we'll ever see it again, because I think this year might have really diminished them permanently. So before I get into my analysis, I thought I'd read some of the hot takes from our Southpaw Facebook group. Aaron Rowe writes, quote, Askren tweeted that he made a bad decision and failed. I contend that the bad decision was joining the UFC. End quote. Justin Osborne writes, quote, The best way to sweep in MMA is just like Maya did. Right after Askrin's single leg takedown, his hips were in the air. Maya scoots underneath and snatches the single leg X guard, which is a position not much utilized in MMA. Then he proceeds to take Askren off his base, thus the beginning of the end ensues. End quote. David Hollingsworth writes quote, While Maya didn't exactly destroy Askren on defeat, he clearly did better. I saw two reasons. One reason is that he wasn't afraid to throw his lead hand. We all know that when it's southpaw versus orthodox, the big money shots come from the rear side. That's southpaw versus orthodox 101. But if you only use your rear hand, it becomes predictable. So you got to mix it up. Maya did a solid job of throwing jabs and even the occasional check hook with his lead hand. Askren mostly only threw out a pawing jab. The other reason Maya did better is that he occasionally pivoted. He's no Max Holloway, but there were times in their striking exchanges where Maya would pivot away while striking, whereas Askren was pretty much always going forward. A few times, Maya even pivoted while throwing a check right hook, which worked well pretty much every time, end quote. Sean Scholes writes, quote, don't let Maya on your back, end quote. So here's what I saw. And as David mentioned. This was indeed a southpaw versus orthodox matchup. However, Askren constantly switched stances. Not just in this fight, Askren always switches stances in his fights. Why? Because if you're a grappler, whether wrestling or judo, typically, but not always, you stand right foot forward if you're right-handed. Now, when these grapplers transition to MMA, you would think their trainers would keep them in this southpaw stance, but they don't. They switch them to orthodox. Which is why many grapplers do this awkward switching of stances, which not only telegraphs their intentions, but also keeps their dominant hand that much further away from grabbing. Just stand in the stance you're used to, and that most effectively employs your strength. Don't switch stances just because your trainer isn't used to holding pads for a southpaw. This is also bad because if your grabbing hand is in the rear, rather than grabbing, it's going to be too busy parrying or blocking. So Askren's striking to clinch is this. He throws a naked right hand while stepping forward. Kind of how like pitchers do when they throw a ball. And then from here, he uses that first step to close the distance. Then he chases down his opponent, pumping his right hand as his new jab, hoping to use it to collar tie or grab in some way. The problem is, he's done all his striking and defense from orthodox. So as limited as his striking is, it only gets worse when he switches but he always switches in his fights anyway. And this is his preferred stance. So this problem in stance started a long time ago and speaks about the era when he first entered MMA. I think newer teams and newer coaches are much more open about the Southpaw stance. Also in Southpaw stance, it's easier to get a double leg on another Southpaw fighter. Now, when Askren did try to clinch, Maya used the double collar tie to use his forearms as a wedge to keep Askren away. Then he kept his hips back, so Askren couldn't reach down and grab them. This then gave Maya opportunities to throw knees, and there were lots of body shots from Maya, in the form of punches, knees, and kicks. Something I've observed about a lot of grappling-based fighters, as they get older, they no longer shoot, which forces many of them to transition into brawlers. If you've grappled for a while, you know about bad grapplers' knees. And I'm pretty sure now Askren has them. And with his limited striking, bad knees are even worse. At least Oray can punch hard. Maya has bad knees too, but he's learned to fall to half guard to get the single leg. So falling onto the side of your ass is much easier on your body than dropping down on already bad knees. Also, the octagon mats are much less forgiving than grappling mats. Another thing I noticed Maya employ were hooks. He did throw the open left straight as David mentioned, but he constantly threw hooks as Askrin was coming in, to not only hurt him, but to use as an entry to a collar tie grip, then use that to turn Askren away or as a hook to turn himself away. Or in the traditional boxing sense, use hooks to hook away from being cornered. But when Maya didn't turn away and Askren was able to grab a clinch, was when Askren landed a takedown on Maya with 40 seconds left in the first round. This all came off a failed single leg attempt, which was basically Askren bending over at the waist to grab Maya's leg. Again, this to me says Askren has bad knees. Now, this is not to say Askren does not have some of his own striking tricks up his sleeve. He's the one who creates the mud wrestling battle, so he should have some strikes just for this type of fight, and he does. First... The chasing with the right jab is a smothering technique. People back straight up, not due to fear of the strike, but fear of getting grabbed, which actually allows him to grab them or hit them with the jab because they're going back in a straight line. But coming forward with the right becomes predictable. So once you're used to that and you try to counter the lazy right jab, Askren counters you with a right straight from orthodox, or he tags you while you're waiting for him to switch stances. Now, when Maya tried to duck down to counter Askren's right hand with an overhand, Askren countered him with a right uppercut. This was also something Askren was looking for throughout the fight. Other than that, Askren throws some pretty light kicks. Actually, everything else is pretty light and slow also, but there's actually a logic to this. If he throws his leg kicks as hard as he can, you'll back up instead of checking, or he'll spin himself around when he misses like he did when he threw hard spinning backfists. So rather than that, he uses his light kicks to gauge distance and keep his opponents planted. Then, rather than retracting the leg, he places it there to step in and close the distance. Or if he doesn't have to kick that far out and he lands on you, he knows you're within arm's reach. He just wants to touch you. Touch, touch to grab. I think this is also part of why he doesn't spend much time on improving his striking because he isn't looking to make you afraid of his strikes. Since he lacks speed anyway, the last thing he wants is for you to fear him and run away. Now, when Askren did finally shoot in, it was more of a drop, like how former UFC champion Carlos Newton used to do. Drop down onto both knees and grab as your opponent is coming forward or while your opponent is standing still. This is what someone with bad knees would do. This is also why we haven't seen the dominant top wrestler side of Ben Askren in the UFC. It's the knees. But since Askren is aware of his limitations, he only shot him for the double leg once. And that was when Maya was a bit tired and when he was standing his ground to strike. Now, having watched tens of thousands of hours of MMA, the most effective triangle setup seems to be the punch through, where you grab your opponent's wrist and punch it through to the other side of your guard to trap just their head and arm between your legs. Because MMA grappling is not chess. It's a real-time strategy game, like StarCraft, and it's all about the rush. Speed is king in MMA, and this not only applies to striking, but grappling. When Maya changed his MMA grappling to a speed-oriented style with quick setups is when he extended his MMA career 10 more years and counting. This is why so many of the setups you hear about that should work, don't work. Not because there are flaws in the mechanics, but because MMA grappling is all about speed. And anything where you hold onto your own leg or keep your legs closed to cook your opponent is not nearly as effective as the moves that assume there is a time limit. That you're playing a real-time strategy game, not a turn-based game. Now once Maya does go for the triangle, Askren pulls his head out. But Maya keeps Askren's arm trapped and follows up with an omoplata sweep where Askren's arm is still caught between his legs. And from there, Maya punches his legs down and ends up on top. Askren is actually okay with this because once it's on the ground, he feels comfortable. Because if you're grabbing him, then that means he can grab you also. So Askren actually allows Maya to mount him. Why? Because no leg ride. One of the things Askren uses is half guard, or in wrestling, the leg ride, to keep his opponents pinned and keep their torso from rolling or scrambling. When Maya mounted Askren, Askrin was free to roll, and the more Maya grabbed, the more Askren could keep Maya married to his torso. And so wherever the torso went, Maya went. And when Askren rolled, Maya got rolled over with him. Part of how this happened was Askren momentarily gave up his back, which is what forced Maya to cinch up his mount. And that's what Askren wanted, for them to be tied into a knot. But from there, it's more scrambling. And even on the ground, with both of them tiring, the ground begins to look like mud. That was part of why I expected mud wrestling, because striking tires grapplers out. So once it did hit the mat, they'd both be tired and they'd be moving like they were in mud. In the third round, Askren takes a tired Maya down with a single leg. But remember, Askren is also in mud, and he's the one who's been taking all the body shots. Maya, like I said, is now all about the speed game. So when he gets taken down, he doesn't go to close guard like he would have in the past, but to the butterfly guard, which is not even a guard you can just hold someone in indefinitely. Either you do something or they do. Butterfly Guard is all about active feet, and you use it to create space and lift. And like Justin mentioned, that's what Maya did. He lifted Askren up into X-Guard, which just means Maya has his legs crisscrossed and is lifting one of Askren's legs on the other side of that crisscross. So imagine crossing your legs at the ankle and picking up a small ball with your feet. Well, that ball is Askren's thigh. Damian Maya has lost to a lot of wrestlers in his career. A major reason? Close guard. And the wrestler staying on top and getting the decision. But not this time. This was another motivator in why Damian Maya changed his guard game. No more sitting, only lifting. No more sitting in close guard. Now it's about lifting from butterfly guard. And once he had Askren up, he switched to a leg lock sweep to end up on top. The end actually shouldn't have come from here because Maya only had one of Askren's legs, but Askren was pushing Maya away with his left hand and his right arm and his right leg were free. Askren could have pushed and posted using his free limbs to stand up. Maya would still have a single leg, but it would be a lot less precarious than being on the ground with Maya on top. But this all takes energy. And remember, there's two more rounds left and Askrin knows that too. So Askrin opted to accept the inferior position to perhaps rest, thinking he could scramble out with minimal energy later. The thing about Askren is, the reason he lasts isn't because he's in great shape. He lasts because he's crafty. So again, Askren allowed Maya to mount, just as he had the previous round. But since Maya had already been to that rodeo before, he knew what Askren was going to do. So instead of fighting to keep the mount this time, Damian Maya loosened up. And let Askren roll himself over onto his belly. Maya from here flattened him out and got the position he wanted. Then he rolled him back over and finished the rear naked choke. Askren was put to sleep in round three. Now why did Askren roll onto his stomach? Because previously when he did that, Maya tightened up, which put Maya off balance. And also he was trying to pull Askren back the other way, which allowed Askren to roll him over. This time, Maya gave Askren space and went with Askren instead of trying to pull him back. And that's how he was able to sink in his hooks. So that's Fight Study, where we break down fights you've watched to teach you things about fighting. If you enjoy our show, tell your friends, write us a review, donate to our Patreon, and most importantly, subscribe and keep listening if you want more content like this one. With that said, so long and goodbye.